One of my favorite things about being a deacon is the task of giving the dismissal at each service at the end. All but one of the options in the Book of Common Prayer literally involve a command or exhortation to go. Let us go forth in the name of Christ. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. And my personal favorite, let us go forth into the world rejoicing in the power of the Spirit. I can't help but be both excited and a little apprehensive about being a part of those exhortations. Excited at the chance to send you out there to do some real good in the world, which is part of my diaconal job description. And a little apprehensive because I'm sending you out into a world that is constantly changing and not always in good ways. And I know some here who embrace that charge each week and some who are a little afraid of it. In today's Gospel, Jesus sends the twelve disciples out to minister to the lost sheep of Israel. The Jews, for whom many believe the Gospel of Matthew was written, were in a state of disarray. Many of the Pharisees refused to accept Jesus as the Messiah Many new followers of Jesus were confused about what they should do and believe. And the disciples, Jesus' closest followers, were probably more than a little nervous about working counter to the established Roman government. It couldn't have been easy for them traveling with Jesus. In the previous chapter of Matthew alone, they had watched him heal a leper, the centurion's servant, Peter's mother-in-law, the garrison demoniac, a paralytic man, a dead girl, a hemorrhaging woman, two blind men, and a man who was mute. That's an impressive list, even for the Son of Man. And then, suddenly, it's the disciples' turn. Jesus sends them out into the world to carry on the work he started. I can just see their faces. Oh, great. Now what do we do? This is where the rubber meets the road. And I have to admit, I woke up to that same realization on the day after I was ordained last August. But to allay their anxiety, Jesus reminds them of how they should begin. As you go, proclaim the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near. And then he reminds them what that looks like. Curing, cleansing, giving freely. He has been their model all along, even if they didn't always realize it. They don't have to learn something new. They have been a part of it from the beginning. But Jesus doesn't sugarcoat this sending out. He knows that as they go... The disciples will face arrest, flogging, questioning, hatred, and even death. But he assures them that the Spirit of the Father will be with them just as it has always been. As we go through our own lives as Christians, 
we continue to carry on Jesus' work in the world. He's our model still today in times of our uncertainty and even fear. And Paul speaks of that progression we sometimes go through. Suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character. Character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. And suffering seems to be all around and never-ending. Personal suffering, national suffering, global suffering. And yet people, some we know and some we don't, always seem to rise up to address it, personally, nationally, globally, no matter how long it takes. We do what we have always done, welcome the stranger, love our neighbors, help those who are in need, respect the dignity of all. There's a wonderful legend about St. Francis who one day informed his brethren that he planned to go into the nearby village on a preaching mission. He invited a novice to go along. On their way, they passed an injured man, and Francis promptly stopped, saw to the poor fellow's needs, and arranged medical care for him. They went on and soon passed a homeless man who was near starvation. Again, Francis stopped his journey and ministered to the hungry, homeless man. So it went through the day, people in need, Francis lovingly caring for them as best he could until the sun was low in the sky. He told his novice friend it was time for them to return to the monastery for evening prayers. But the young man said, Father, you said we were coming to town to preach to the people. Francis smiled. Then he said, my friend, that's what we've been doing all day. As we go on this journey together, one thing is certain. Change will come. Transition is never an easy time. And right now it's kind of the elephant in the room here at St. Peter's. What we have become used to is coming to an end. And what comes next is unknown. What we do know is that things do not stand still. As we go through times of change, if we can hold true to what we know to be right and do the things that have been modeled for us, the things we've been doing all along, then we can navigate this time well. Dorothy Day, social activist and advocate for the poor and disenfranchised, once said, No one has the right to sit down and feel hopeless. There is too much work to do. As we go ever farther on our journey together, strengthened by Jesus' example and the good news of the transformative power of his life, death, and resurrection, Let us trust in the power of the Holy Spirit and one another. Amen.